What up, Fermented folks? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fermented Fiction. This oh, week, yeah. we're going to do the same sort of stuff we do every week. We are going to talk about some books, some movies. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to roll some dice. We're going to troll one another. And most importantly, we're going to have facts. We're going to have notes. Let's get rocking. Travis... What's a personal update you got going on in life right now? Oh, this you'll love this one. Okay. So do you remember, you know, we've worked for our uncle quite a bit. Yeah. He's a structural house mover. Oh, yeah. So I think I've done one winter, two summers with him, I think. Anyway, after the last one, uh, one of his workers, uh, O, Orion, I know about came that. up to me and said, if you come back again, you'll no longer be um, uh, crazy. You know what you'll be. And I said, what? And he said, a duck. <laughs> well, oh, I'm a dumb because I'm going to go work for Uncle Steve again this summer. Oh, man. No, I'm, I, it's a hard job, but I'm actually kind of because, you know, making money, get to do some physical labor, lift houses up and move them to different places. So that's cool. It's a cool job. It's a cool, uh, it's a cool work experience that uh, not everybody gets to, gets to have. And even just getting to watch it, happen is is really interesting um for those of you who don't know um when we talk about structural moving we do mean literally picking up structures putting them on a trailer and moving them somewhere else yeah so this is like a whole someone out of their house this is moving someone's house (laughs) to a different place and it is fascinating you have to cut it loose from the foundation you had to put a bunch of hydraulic jacks underneath what is happening (laughs) um (laughs) Jeremy. Yes, I am happening. Christ on sale. Okay, only one of those times I hit the wrong button. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I'm doing that this summer, and I'm kind of excited about it. And like Clay says, it's, I I keep telling my girlfriend like, I my goal is to just be like a great party trick, like that you can just take me to like high end parties and be like, this is my husband. He's done like all this stuff. That's the eventual goal is to get married, but. He does all this stuff, and I can be like, I've moved houses. It sounds wild to me that you are allowed to do that job. It is wild. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let some yuts off the street. I just assume using hydraulic jacks and moving houses requires, nope. uh, you know. Well, it requires a Steve, engineering um, who's been doing it for 60 years uh, to tell you how to do it. When me and Travis not, work these jobs, we... So your your portion of the job is listening to the guy that yells at you. Yeah, he doesn't yell too much. He's a nice yeah. guy. But he yeah. doesn't yell. But we're <laughs> listening to the guy that tells us what to do. We're grunts. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Steve has been doing this since he was like 25, and he's in his 60s. Is he in his 60s? Oh, yeah. 50s? 60s. Yeah, so yeah. he has expertise, but... He's been doing it a long time. But yeah, it's, a, it's fascinating work. Really cool. Um... I did it. I've done it twice uh, and filmed it once, and that was enough for me. I'm not going to do it again. Good for you, bud. I am. That's my update. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. My update is writing-related, as usual. I got published again. Another short story. Yeah, good year for me. Snaps, thank you. Um, That's two this year, yeah. Solid year for me. This one I is in uh, Slay House, which is a small horror magazine. My story, Last Rest. Um, at least that's what it's called right now. I don't know what it'll be called when they publish it. You never really know. Um, but my last one that got published, the name got changed. And 
uh, stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see if it keeps its name. But right now it's called Last Rest. And it's, yeah, picked up by Slayhouse, uh, which gets me into the Horror Writers Association. So I'm oh, nice. I'm a member of the HWA now. You're well. legit. So, like, is there a card? Will you be a card carrying member? I am a member. Don't know if there's a card. But, you know. I could like put it on my card now. Yeah, you could put it on that official. Yeah, make your own card if there's not a card. Stamp trademark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. I'm very happy for you. And but my excitement is a little diluted by the fact that I think you didn't do an update last time, and I just noticed that you got away with it. I thought he did. I did. He started with the update. Did you? Yeah. Whatever it was. Oh yeah, he did. I was paying attention. Thank you, Jim. I'm the jerk. Sure. <laughs> You're just looking for a reason not to be excited for me. Yeah, I can't even get published these days. It's own brother. My yeah. own brother. The listeners can't see that we have like five PAs back here that have everything set up for us. Cue cards. Pedro Pascal. Whiteboards. Pedro Pascal is like putting him through the paces. It's how he gets ready for bed. He's rough. He's a nice guy, I'm but... I'm very, very, very happy serious. that you're part of the horror... What was it again? Writers Association. The HWA... Yeah, um, also, repping Pedro Pascal this month. Talking about show again, just in case you're just turning in for the first time. I got this shirt. That was your, that was your update. That was my update. Just yeah. the fact that the I shirt. the shirt. <laughs> it's a good, it's a solid update. <laughs> it matters. It matters. I bought this shirt just for Pedro Pascal month, and it didn't come till a day after we recorded. As with most things, we did it just for Pedro. It's the whole reason I breathe. Yeah. Vote for Pedro. <sighs> Love you, Pedro. All right, let's move on. What are we talking about today? We're talking about more Pedro stuff. Another uh, series in which Pedro is the lead actor and protagonist. This one, based on a video game, it's called The Last of Us. It's on HBO. And if you haven't seen it yet, uh, whether we recommend it or not, you'll find out at the end of the show. But I can't spoil it right now because you're tuned in to hear us debate stuff. And we're in our forced entrollment segment. And the way that works, we're going to roll dice. Travis is revealing his dice tower. We're going to roll two dice. The high roll will defend the last of us. The low roll will attack it, regardless of what we actually think. Um, quick synopsis of The Last of Us. It's a zombie apocalypse series based on the video game by the same name. Um, the zombies are a little different in this one because they're caused by fungus. So there's like a giant fungal infection that's taken over the entire earth. Um, but like every other zombie thing ever, it's more about the humans trying to survive in the wake of the zombie apocalypse. And at the end of the day, you know, that's pretty much the summary of it. The people have survived. They're trying to live, uh, but zombie fungi are running around everywhere trying to make sure they don't live. And so we've got a bit of a conundrum. Yep. Let's roll some dice and then we'll talk about what we think. Oh yeah, roll them, baby. You ready? Ready. Do it. Is that a nat 20? I saw it before you. Roll what I think he rolled. Did I roll a nat one? Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> no. That's Good amazing. God. What are the odds? Pedro has spoken. Wow. I guess that I'm just a big fat loser in Pedro Pascal month. That dice tower made you win twice in a row. Best purchase I've made in a while. Wow. You can sponsor us if you want, Wormwood. Yeah, send us a table or something. Yeah. Or <laughs> we'll all take tables. You know, we'll take tables. We could reach out to him. Have a YouTube show. 
they seem pretty laid back, but they are also getting into like big money now. So they're pretty make a huge at this point. Yeah, they yeah, got to have a table fun. though that like has a bad leg or. Yeah, you can send us. Send us the broken. Yeah, shit. yeah the just send that us people send shit. back because it's not okay because it like fell off the truck and the delivery guys are like, hey, it's fine. And yeah. then I have sandpaper. Yeah, I, I can I can fix it up. We can stick under a leg to level it out. It's great. Wormwood Gaming, if you're listening, please assemble us a modular gaming table out of the scrap parts and we'll we'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. All right. All right. Well, nat one and a nat 20. What a roll. Let's That's let's incredible. Do this thing. Jeremy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something special should happen, but I don't know what. You just need a graphic for it. Something special is going to happen. It's called forced entrollment, everybody. And uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen right now. Is it fungus? Is it zombies? Is it two... Fun guys. Two fun guys having a punch-up. And Z-hombres. Yeah. That was so corny. It was bad, and we should all (laughs) feel bad about it. Count us in! All right. Count us in. Let's do this in three, two, one... Go. Uh, all right, I'm starting again. Uh, I'm so happy to have won twice. I don't win dice rolls a lot, but um, <laughs> so The Last of Us. So much I could say about this. The last episode he listened to is Mandalorian, probably, maybe I don't know. Don't, and we talked about assume. bad writing. Don't assume. But we talked about bad writing in that one, and this show is the the opposite. So they had this monumental task of taking a very streamlined story game that is heralded as one of like the best story games ever made like the last of us won awards it is widely regarded as uh, a very very well made game um and they had to take this story that people already loved and convert it into tv and i think they did that incredibly well and they did it in a couple ways. And that's what I'm going to kind of touch on with my opening. First way being, they showed the zombies less. They had them being kind of an impending threat in the background that people were scared of running into, but weren't just like the center point like the game. Because the, the zombies are a mechanic in the game to keep the action going. Uh, I think they did really well in putting them in the background and kind of making them threatening enough that scared they were going to pop up, but they weren't the center point. The second thing is I think they did fantastic. All jokes aside, we we constantly like say Pedro's the best, but all jokes aside, casting Pedro Pascal and um, Bella Ramsey. Bella, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey as Joel and Allie. Mint. Wonderful choice. They knocked it out of the park. Their performances were fantastic. And to that all the side characters, like everyone in this show was cast so well. Like Nick Offerman's character, fantastic, knocked it out of the park. Um, all the voice actors they brought in for bigger roles, uh, Troy Baker in the Cannibals episode. Uh, I don't know why I put air quotes around Cannibals. Don't know they why you did that. <laughs> we cannibals. Quite literally. No <laughs> Troy Baker in the Cannibals episode. Where he is a cannibal. Cannibals, but eh. perhaps he was just quoting them. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but the guy that voices Tom, Tommy in the game plays like a, a soldier in one of the in the episode in Pittsburgh, I think, where he's like one of the rebel fighters. Fantastic. So anyway, that's my biggest compliments. I think it's written absolutely phenomenal. And I think they put the story 
in the heart of the relationships between people in a post-apocalyptic world and the gray area of morality is front and center and they let the zombies just be an impending threat in the back instead of driving the action like the game. And that doesn't happen a lot with game game to movie adaptations. So I was happy to see it. Those are those are good points. I, I do think that this show is pretty well written overall. Um, I think part my biggest gripe with the show is the writers are good and they know it and they do sort of have a tendency to jack themselves off um, in these tangential episodes uh, that actually don't really contribute to the larger plot as a whole. Uh, it's my biggest gripe. Uh, it's, it's, it's a conundrum, Travis, because my favorite episode is the most pointless episode of the whole show. And I know you don't agree, and I don't care. Uh, the episode with Nick Offerman about the uh, the gay men who are surviving in their Bill. complex. His name is Bill. <laughs> cool. What what's the other guy's name? I forget. Yeah, but it's Bill. Well, Bill Bill is a character in the video game, um, and they they do an entire episode on Bill's life. In the video game, he's sort of like a a middleman character that you run into at one point. Well, at, at several points. But he's sort of like a transitional character. As you're transitioning out of the first city and you're moving west, you go to Bill and you kind of get what you need to move west. Um, but they take an entire episode to develop him um, and tell his entire life story, basically, uh, with his relationship with this man. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's stunning. Um, it's a short film contained within an HBO series. And Bill dies and they just sort of never talk about him again. They show him very briefly. Uh, when Joel and Ellie arrive, uh, they read his notes and then they steal his pickup and don't take any of his guns for some reason. Super stupid. No, they take three of his guns. They don't take enough of his guns. I have a big problem with this. Take every one of those guns. And you have a pickup, load it with guns there's a whole wall of guns like you can't have too many guns bro this is is so stupid so stupid if you see an arsenal of guns and you take three of them out of like 12 like you're an idiot and joel shouldn't be that stupid like you either can sell them for fat stacks or you have more guns to defend yourself from the zombies but anyway this is the most tangential episode and it and it here's why it matters it matters because it's a very powerful episode it's very poignant it's very very well written very emotional it packs a huge punch but it doesn't like really pay off and i have a big problem with that it doesn't pay off in the series as a whole they don't talk about these characters again and yet they spend a tenth of their show an actual tenth 10% on these characters that never come back in really any way. Um, and then they do this more than once. I think we talked about it last time we tried to record this show, but something like 40% of the show is spent in flashbacks. And a lot of it is tangential. Again, like Ellie's story with her friend, that episode where they're in the mall and we kind of learn where Ellie got bit. Now, see, that one actually ties more directly into the plot, but it's not nearly as good as the Bill episode. So, again, too much flashback, too much living in the backstory, not living in the front story. 
And I, I do think part of that is because, like you said, the video game is a video game. It has a lot, it spends a lot of time in mechanics. You spend a lot of time sneaking around and killing zombies. And I don't know why they spent so much time developing backstory instead of developing the Joel-Ellie relationship, but they could have done more of that, in my opinion, um, and made that more powerful. Because to me, the most powerful thing about the game story was the ultimate like betrayal by Joel at the end. And because this show didn't develop it enough, you don't get that same gut punch that you got from the game when you were Joel and you were Ellie. And you really, really feel that at the end. Um, I also, I actually kind of agree, disagree with you on the zombies. I understand what you're saying, but I do think they're actually not really in it enough. Uh, honestly, I kind of forget they're there in parts like in certain episodes, honestly. Like the Bill episode, for example. No zombies whatsoever. No. When? Some in the beginning. When? One zombie? Like one maybe? But like, yeah. there should be more than that. It's a fungus. Like they're moving, they should be in groups and droves. That's how they move. They move as a unit. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It. The point is, I think there's not enough zombies. I think that they manufactured this tension in certain places and it should be a little more prevalent that the zombies are there. They kind of just show up when it's convenient for the show and it comes off as a bit lazy to me. Uh, I'll push back on that very briefly, saying the game doesn't have as many zombies as we tend to remember. The first half of the game when they're getting out of the city has a lot of zombies Hell and then zombies. the enemies very quickly turn into humans. <laughs> enemies in the second half of the game and the primary enemy in the second game are humans. For sure. So I think they kind of stuck with the story there. We've disagreed on this. I don't think we're ever going to. I think Colin's on your side. I don't know where Jeremy lies, but he does. I found the Bill episode yeah. to be incredibly relevant in so far as I think it's very clear in the interaction we see with Bill and with Joel that Joel is Bill. And I think the whole point is the same as the game. This is what I liked about the Bill episode. In the game, you get that letter in a completely different context. Bill is a He is, like, he kind of led his partner to kill themselves. Um, he, yeah. He's a the week! The week! Shut the All right. Yeah, just punch it off there, but. What's your beer, Chad? Oh, we we yeah. started last week. I was being so logical and so... Like, Weren't you? I know, you were yeah. just going places, man. Last time we recorded, everybody, Travis was frothing at the mouth this part. He could not believe that I didn't like the Bill episode. Which isn't true. Little, I did like it, but... Frustrated. Man, we had, oh, we had quite still, a time. Still with the fish can. Oh, still Bill's. heart. Change of heart experimental IPA. Same brewery from that multi-pack. Do they just do a fish thing across the board, or...? Yeah, it's all, it's all, all fish. fish all <laughs> it's all fish up in here. All fish all day, baby. I have pre, pre-poured this one, so... So we can't wait get you about the head? <sighs> no. I'll wait until you guys pour it to, to down the hatchet. Yes, hello, cat. There's a cat! Yeah, yes, Jojo. It's how we get views. Mascot. He's adorable, too. I'll bring the corgi next time. Yeah, that'd be good. Mascot than I. He'll let you hold him standing up, but not sitting down, so... Mm. We'll see how long this lasts. Hi, Jojo. <laughs> he hates oh. us. Oh. Right, what, beer, what beer do you guys got? We are doing 
a new beer. I've never uh, seen this brewery before. They're called Hen House. Um, and we're doing their Saison. Now, I don't have a thematic reason for choosing this one. I chose it because I wanted to drink it. Uh, because it is brewed with black pepper and coriander. Oh, hell yeah. Which I absolutely love, black pepper and coriander. So I want to try it out. Yeah, those rule. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a beer with coriander and black pepper, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, at so. least not right on the front of the can. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I don't know if I've ever had a beer with black pepper in it. So this, these guys are uh, from Sonoma, California. Not Washington. But, you know, it's all Cascadia. Let's rock. Um... Black pepper and coriander, they they had me at That's right, we, you know, we have a lot of local beers on this show, but they're not required. I mean, these this is local to California. Everything's local. I mean, you gotta branch out. California. Yeah, sing more words to that song. I just experimentally, like, threw three dice into this dice box thing and rolled two nat 20s. What the hell? Dude? I think it's... That dice, but you didn't use the dice tower. Wormwood, uh, they, they help you win. I think. I've been using Wormwood for, I've been using it in every time. Travis for, loves forever. The dice are the same? I love Wormwood. He's been on I'm Wormwood thing on for a while. Well, you know. <laughs> I've watched, I've watched every season big. of their YouTube show. I'm a fanboy. Big fanboy. Yeah, you, you, you got a fanboy about stuff. I love Wormwood. I think that was one of my updates last time we recorded that I fanboyed all over Mark Teppo. Maybe I'll use that one next episode. It's a good one. Yeah. My dining room table in my future home is definitely going to be a Wormwood table. 100%. Say his own. Just make it yourself. Yeah, you know, do some woodworking. That'll be... Cheers. Cheers. That's my plan. Thank you. I'm going to make my own gaming table. Add woodworking to the list of things. Travis. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, there it goes. What a man. Snaps for this guy. <clears throat> this guy drinks. Hold it down like Bill. When we do this show. <laughs> ah. It's a miracle you keep your composure and, and your logic as well as you do. I certainly wouldn't. Uh, I think if we were recording this one the third time, third episode, I wouldn't have. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. Yeah. He's just drunk enough to be an excellent debater. A master oh, debater, what? if you will. Yes. This beer is a lot subtler than I was expecting. I am. Hmm. You know, for some reason, the taste kind of makes the chicken make sense, but I can't say exactly <laughs> why. Like, something about... We gotta struggle this, over here. Something about tasting this makes me think, like, yeah, I'd put a chicken on that can, too. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't really taste the black pepper or anything. Not much. Should I, should I reveal some personal details about sake of funny sound bites yes too i mean sure that, but uh, <laughs> so here's the thought i travis is thought i had <laughs> he's just coming no, out drunk. i mean look how sideways and <laughs> squinty unsolicited is. personal information <laughs> let's go travis i was watching let's ride do you remember do you remember when you watched like cartoons where they did farts in the cartoon and i don't know if you had this thought but as a kid i was like that's not how fart that's so unrealistic and now like i'm a in a an adult nearing my 30s who like drinks beer and has some gastro problems and yeah those sounds are realistic man it's not fun <laughs> 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 good, time. <laughs> good to know all right all right the more you know we all we all know travis a little better now yeah and that's good you know that's for you listeners you can cut that if you want Jeremy. 
He, uh, yeah, he's not gonna cut that. Not a chance. Yeah. Well, life a chance <laughs> on this planet Earth that I'm cutting that or almost anything out of these episodes. Yeah. Well, like Travis's gastrointestinal problems, The Last of Us is about a fungus. Absolutely. <laughs> That's your fermented fact. Throw that transition on there, Jeremy. Oh, transition yeah, it. We're into good. fermented facts with Colin Point, and let's go. Let's, let's go. The Last of Us is a video game, came out on the PlayStation. Uh, they released a second one to much acclaim and some controversy uh, because uh, some upset white gamers were upset about having to play like lesbian characters. And uh, I thought you were referring to the very major thing that happens very early in the game. Yeah. That was a that was a pretty pretty big bummer. That's what Listen, I was can upset we about. just? I want you all to know I was upset about The Last of Us too, but not because of playing lesbian characters. I was, I'm about the sapphic characters. I was I was <laughs> bummed about something else. This show's all about spoilers, but I won't spoil that. It's, it's been very five years. It's been five years. I still haven't played it. It they play so. I bet Sony wanted to bank on releasing their PlayStation exclusive The Last of Us on all platforms to go with The Last of Us TV adaptation, and they couldn't do it because there were so many glitches. And it came out uh, last month to a shitload of glitches, and uh, so that didn't work. But uh, they made so much money off of it, and it sold so many copies that... Uh, we fully expect all of those Uncharted games and all the PlayStation exclusives by Naughty Dog Studios and all that to basically go out on all platforms because it's just a money maker. Well, and Uncharted has a movie too. It does. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, credit where credit is due. I feel like Arcane and The Last of Us, probably the best video game adaptations ever made. Agreed. The Last you of Us is one of the I mean, what do we got? I Mortal know. Kombat. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, like any of the Resident Evil movies, but Resident anyway. Evil, oh, the Warcraft movie. Okay, I had fun with the Warcraft movie, is not good, but it was fun. It was entertaining. That's a what else came up? Assassin's Creed apparently got an adaptation. It's Sonic it the Hedgehog, Detective Pikachu, Tomb Raider, Detective Pikachu's Rampage. Sonic is one of the highest rated video game adaptations of all time i mean i watched it i was stoked for it only because the return of jim carrey the return of jim carrey mm -hmm. which much it reminded me exactly of sean connery and his return to uh the league of extraordinary gentlemen also equally terrible but starring this incredible actor and ruined his career yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have have my my hot take this episode be that I liked uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and I feel like I still do. Yeah, me too. No, it's a cool classic. Yeah, it's a great movie. Everybody agrees here. We're gonna do it next episode. Can I can I come in with two tangents here? No, I, we're doing fermented facts. Write them down for later. Are they facts? Tangent. It's a fact that he's going tangent on tangent one. Just make it a fact. Okay, here's a fact. Stated as fact one: the Super Mario Brothers movie has crossed into billion dollar club jesus and is now that movie is it the highest great. rated i haven't seen it but video game movie it's not the highest rated video game out of it's now like the most financially successful game adaptation of all time 
And uh, fact number two, <laughs> I work, I volunteer at a homeless shelter here, and they have a DVD player. And do you know how many times I've now watched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because <laughs> the homeless guys <laughs> in Great Falls, Montana just love that movie? Look, let's bring them on the show because quality when they they know quality when they see it. They watch that and they watch The Last Samurai on repeat, and I am so sick of both of those movies. I love The Last Samurai, but I've watched it like twenty-seven times. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, we're down. We lost a screen. Hello, Clay Rage quit. Last Samurai is a banger. Um, that's all I have to say. Oh. It oh, is. Cool. Oh my god! All right, those were your facts. Bang, bro. Those were my facts. Okay, more facts. Uh, the Last of Us was insanely popular. It grossed like thirty plus million dollars. Super. It was absolutely everywhere. Everyone was watching it episode by episode, to the point where like it's one of those things where like Game of Thrones style, where like you come into work and everybody's like, "Have you seen it yet?" Mm-hmm. You know, per episode that came out. Um, but yeah, based on the video game and then they, uh, did a bunch of cool stuff. So they tried to rewrite it for, um, HBO and had to change a lot of stuff, but also keep a lot of stuff and do as best they could, including the voice actress for Ellie. Um, uh, she actually, Ashley Johnson, uh, in the video game, she was in the show as, uh, Ellie's mother. Uh, and the two of them worked very closely. So um, Bella Ramsey and Ashley Johnson worked really closely together on like, how do we sort of capture this adaptation? Meanwhile, um, uh, Pedro Pascal d- did not work closely with the voice actor. Um, I-, I think Troy Baker. Yeah, with Troy Baker. I'm I'm sure they talked, but um, Pedro has said that. Uh, what's that, Pedro? Yeah. I'm getting to that. Yeah. So he was just saying <laughs> that it, <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Don't worry easy, about this. Easy, easy. It's my easy, show. Easy. Whoa, whoa. Pedro. You, know, you don't got to get this worked up before. Uh, Pedro is very passionate about his performance. He's just passionate. Okay? And he's over he here. He's a little fired up. And that's all right. Call yeah, you can, you can bring security in now. We're having a PA bring up some warm milk. It's going to break. Good. Pedro didn't really didn't want to. Uh, he thought uh, Troy killed it so well that he really had to do something different. Um, so his, his take on Joel is different intentionally. Um, and, uh, other big name, uh, voice actors in the, uh, video game were also in the show in various roles. Um, and the Laura Bailey shout out for critical role, critical role style, Laura Bailey. She was voice actress in it and she was in the, uh, good old show, um, adaptation and, uh, what else do you want to know? The, the sum total of all human knowledge. Two critical role cast members. Who's the other? At one? least two. Ashley Johnson is a critical role cast member. Oh, okay. Ashley Johnson's in critical role. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Lord, That's the Lord context Lord. I left out. I I would just like to point out. I love that the fact about Pedro because I think it's a really good example. Um, this show from an acting perspective of how you can be true to subject matter and still approach it completely your own way. Um, because I still feel like I never at any point in the show was like, that's not, that's not my Joel, <laughs> you know? Um, not my Joel. I was still like, not my Joel. this is a different Joel, but it's a, it's a Joel that I uh, believe, you know? And I never at any point was like, this is bullshit. Um, I always thought, 
the Joel and Ellie characters in the show were very true to the video game. Uh, and Ellie, Ellie's awesome. I mean, Bill Ramsey absolutely crushes it. And um, yeah, so I thought I thought it was a really good example of how you can you can do something your own way and still be true to form. Well, yeah, because if because if you try and be too true to a video game, your main character could be replaced by a plank of wood without anybody really noticing <laughs> True. almost all of the time. I was just going to say, like, interestingly enough, this show released around the same time as the Halo series from Paramount Plus. Oh, did it really? You want to talk about not my Master Chief. <laughs> there was a lot of people commenting that, that they did not appreciate the approach that was taken. And I think it's because... Like, the actor's a good actor. I forget his name, but this has been an insult to him. I think he was directed in a way to be like, you are Master Chief. Master Chief's nobody. Master nope. Chief is the player of the game. Master Chief does not have a personality. That's the point. Literally no lines. Yeah, yeah less lines, lines than Mando. It's like five throughout the whole series of games, maybe. Okay, so not literally He's no got lines. a gravelly voice. <laughs> Figuratively no lines. He the maybe voice an like, AI at some point. I don't know. He's a fill-in for you as the player. So, like, he should... The, there should have been more writing and direction to, like, make that his own thing like like Pedro did with Joel. Um and it was bad. But the other thing too that some people might not know is that The Last of Us and um is very much like a story driven narrative video game. So um yeah there's lots of shooting zombies but I mean there's music that entire time you're playing so all whatever 50 plus hours that you're putting into this video game all has music. And then uh, has a lot of acting as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of voice acting, uh, character work, uh, storylines. Um, you know, it's not like uh, Super Mario Brothers where, you know, eh, yeah, look at Mario jump around here and there. Uh, you know, it has real characters who have huge importance. And the storyline has cutscenes uh, over and over again in cinematics and stuff. So you're actually very much watching a show unfold as you're playing through the video game. And in fact, as you're controlling characters and moving around and stuff, there's um, commentary and narration and dialogue and all of that is going on. You're finding like letters in the world and stuff like that. So there's all this buildup of all sorts of different multimedia that's going on that's all related to the storyline. And in fact, there's so much that you can't you can't translate it all into TV because there's more hours of writing in the video game than there can possibly be in a, you know, 10 season, a 10 episode TV show. Especially when you spend 40% of that show in flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. There's actually there's actually an interview with Pedro that's like I remember watching he said Joel is a lot less sneaky than he is in the game, but that's just because I would have way more back problems if I tried to be that sneaky. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you can't crouch for that long. All of us over 30 are like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't crouching right now. <laughs> that's just can't make me crouch. He don't need See, to crouch. See, in Mandalorian, Pedro can just have the two other guys that play uh, Devin do that for him do the crouching <laughs> Devin the stuntman do the crouching for Devin Pedro is just in all the non-crouching scenes yeah wait who needs Jeremy to... yeah notes give us some notes or are you done with your facts oh yeah I'm done with facts oh, I'm all fiction now alright give us some notes Jeremy give us some notes oh uh, yeah so let's let's do some notes everybody so I uh 
I have this note here uh, that this show, uh, specifically the first episode, did make me rethink certain aspects of my zombie plan. Uh, <laughs> which is good, because, you know, you always think, like, okay, I gotta get out of town, I, I'm gonna go to such and such a remote location. Home Depot. Or whatever, hit up whatever stores you want. But it's crucial to think about how every other person in the world is trying to leave town right now. Mm -hmm. So you not only gotta go where nobody else is going, but you have to take a different route than everybody else is taking. Otherwise, you ain't getting nowhere. Mm -hmm. And good on you, show, for making me think about that. You gonna get a big truck with some dualies? Uh, big ol' lift kit? Gotta I'm lift that. Actually, yeah. That girl that's... loves the truck. <laughs> what that's what you're gonna want. Any other that's the takeaway from the show. Yeah, yes. get a monster yes, truck. Yes, that was my entire note. That's everything <laughs> I had to that say is. about all... No, I've got... I've got like things written. I figured not here. Yeah, yeah. That was that was just that was one. That was easing you in. It was great. Right. That was the. It was a great note. prelude. You. The preface. Snaps for that note. What yeah. a note. My God. Thank know. you. Thank you. Thank you, Pedro. Uh, Listen, I just tangent too much, and I'm trying to like you know be conscious of time instead of being the normal me that's just like we're gonna we're gonna go 20 minutes on this side topic. Uh, Next note. Yeah, next up. Very well. Travis is uh, just really, really keeping us going, cracking the whip this episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, business. second note, um, you rarely need to show a zombie. Like, they are the least important part of any zombie thing. Like, if anything can be replaced by a plank of wood, <laughs> it's zombies. <laughs> Almost all of the time. Tell that to the writers of Walking Dead. I would. I would but I wouldn't start with that. I would start with, hey guys, I don't like your show, but that's only because it's awful. In fairness. All in fair, 14 in fairness seasons. to me, it's just that it's Carl. awful. Carl! Yeah. And, it's, and that's good. Ooh, Carl. But yeah, frankly, I could stand to see a zombie thing where the zombies are replaced with carnivorous jam or something. Like a gelatinous cube in D&D, that'd be a good zombie show. Yeah. No, just like actual... Would it, like would it be a good jam. zombie show? <laughs> just a world of gelatinous cubes? Yeah, I'd watch that. Just lots of cubes. <laughs> Big cubes all over. Hey, jellies are scary, man. Yeah. Jellies are the real deal. They rest your weapons, destroy your equipment. Jelly. Black. I like Black pudding ooze. That too. I liked the monster in It Follows. Has anyone seen that movie? Now that's a tangent. Jeremy, what's your next note? All right, yeah. <laughs> so my next note, I don't remember exactly what this was referring to, but I just wanted to have, you know, on the record somewhere that I never, ever joke about Pedro. Yeah, I would like that on the record for myself as well. Yeah. Never told a single joke about Pedro. Uh, everything, everything I say about Pedro, I 100% believe. Yeah, everything. Including that, is just, it's that he is in this room with us yeah, it's right over at there. this very moment. It's just it's over there. He's not. That's fine. He, he's, not, he's not. Travis, well, he's not in your I, room. Yeah, obviously. You're in a different room than us. No, he's not with I, I very highly doubt that he's in Everett, Washington. I mean, you're in Pedro, Belgrade. Pedro, 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 please, please, please. <laughs> Be cool, Pedro. We've, Be cool. We've coming. You've been here before. Travis, you really got Pedro fired up now. I think you're... 
I'm sorry. I need to hear his feelings. We, we aren't gonna Are you proud of yourself? Talk to him. Can I, can I talk to him? Yeah, talk to him. He, we got a show to record. Yeah, he's not gonna no, talk to us because he's a... We're, we're kind of busy. We're kind of doing a show. We're busy. He's special. giving us the this, you know. Yeah, as much as you're cracking the whip, he's cracking it harder. Nice. And more consistently, Lies frankly. He believes in the show. He believes in the Jeremy. show. He in us. Hey, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Travis won't apologize to you, and I guess that's on him. Yeah. Uh, we apologize on behalf of Fermented Fiction. Sorry that you came all this way to watch. The rails are over models. here. Fermented Fiction is over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rails. So, us. <laughs> you are the conductor. You know, I frankly can't think of a better segue for this note, but uh, I believe that for funsies is enough reason for anything to exist. So, okay. yeah, if you're ever asking, hey, why is this episode a thing if it's not really connected to anything? Like, for funsies, I guess. Even okay, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it is. I've seen, I've still <laughs> only seen like 15 minutes of The Last of Us, okay? <laughs> I didn't watch okay, more. Well. I had like a week to prepare more to record these, and I didn't uh, at all. Well, so yeah. Right on. I mean, don't blame yourself because I did the exact same thing. All right. But for Ghost Radio. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So look. this is this is my final note. Easily the least consequential. Um, but you always want more guns in a zombie apocalypse. I think. Yeah. Thank you. Like, thank you. If you're gonna oh, yeah. choose to live in moderation, the moderation shouldn't be guns. <laughs> Get lots of guns. Not during a zombie apocalypse. Get lots of guns. Tie two together. Make gun chucks. <laughs> that way, if you no, run out of <laughs> <laughs> look, did we talk about t-shirts last episode? And now that's all yeah. missed. <laughs> More like has to be. We have so many t-shirt ideas. Because look, okay, it's the perfect thing. Well, yeah, when you run out of ammo in one gun, then you sling the other gun up. And when you're and out of when you're out of that ammo, when you're out you of bullets, melee weapon, you've got gun chucks, Dude, and you're not going to run out of gun chuck. This is probably the most intelligent thing, Jeremy, that you've ever said in your entire life. Mortal Kombat, right? Mortal Kombat game developer. I hope you're getting... <laughs> Dude, please do. Tell me there's a... And you're going to put a they bayonet on those gunchucks, right? Yeah, obviously. Because then... Like, stupid question. Not sorry, only sorry, is it... Because then it's not just a melee weapon. It's also slashing. You know, yeah. you're doing... Serious hits, you'll want that in a zombie apocalypse. Shred some muscle tissue, that way they'll have trouble moving around. You yeah. think about it. Yeah. All right? All right. So, yeah, that's all my notes. Boy. <laughs> I'm glad we ended with gun, gun checks. That is absolutely essential uh, piece of information. What do you actually think of The Last of Us? I do like The Last of Us on the whole. Uh, I did mean what I said about the Bill episode. I do think it was highly tangential. I don't think... I think you read into it a lot, and I think there is a lot of that... Uh, I think that some of that was probably intentional. I think you're right about like the staging and uh, Joel being like Bill in a lot of ways and for him to have some lessons to learn from all that. He doesn't learn it, though, so I guess it didn't matter. Uh, he was supposed to learn it, but he didn't, because he doesn't. 
He doesn't. Joel chooses his partner over his like values at the start of his character arc. The start of his character arc is the f the world. It's all about me. But he learns about love, and he learns that there's more than just him in the world. Um, but Joel still chooses his own selfish desires over over Ellie's desires at the end of the story. Yes, he does, because Ellie. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. This is why I think the Bill episode is so important because it gives depth to that letter. And I don't want to spend the whole episode arguing about that like we did before. We did this last time. <laughs> so much. This is this is where I was going to go with my logical argument. I was cut off. Is that episode provides depth to the letter, which is the most important hinge of the entire show. Because there's a statement in that letter that tells you exactly what Joel is going to do. And the the thing that Joel reads is, um, we are protectors. We are put on, like, because Bill and him don't like each other. But Bill even, he acknowledges that in the paraphrasing. But Bill basically says, I don't like you, but you're cut from the same cloth. We are protectors. We were put on this earth to make sure the ones we love are okay. And so, like, that statement is given depth by the story we're told of Bill. And then at the end, when we come to this, this confrontation, and the game did the same thing. That's why I like it. It's a translation. When we come to this confrontation where we see Joel have to make a decision between Ellie or potentially saving the world, we know because he's Bill, because he's gotten this lesson from Bill, that he's gonna choose Ellie because he believes his entire purpose in the world is to protect the one he loves. And that used to be his daughter, but it's Ellie. And the whole show kind of leads us to, to know that that's Ellie that he loves now. That's what I think. Here's my problem with that. I hear that's you... the game story too. No, I hear what you're saying, but here's the problem with that entire logic. Him and Bill don't have that deep of a relationship. Mm. They do not. They do not. They are they are business partners they at most. Personally. Business partners no, at most, they... and they actively dislike each other. They meet like but... three or four times in the show. Period. Like that's it. Yeah, but the content. The context clues of their characters, they don't have to have a personal relationship with us as the viewers to know that they are cut from the same cloth. They are the same person. And so, like, that's why I think that episode is so strong because it's like, because of how Bill's story ends, which is a beautiful realization of philosophy, a beautiful realization of I am put on this earth to protect the person I love. Bill is like a happy ending of that. And then we get the exact same ending, but on the dark side of it. And that's maybe why I loved how they did it so much is because I did read into it big time, but I love to see the both sides of the coin. And it's like, okay, I see this same philosophical concept realized in exactly opposite ways. But if you were to ask either one of these characters, why did you do the thing they did that you did? They give the exact same. Yeah, that's what I love. I I still don't see that. I think you're giving the show a lot of credit that it doesn't deserve. Frankly, they don't. 
they don't tie Bill into any of the other episodes. They do a good job with this episode. It's powerful and it resonates with you as a viewer. But like, they literally never talk about Bill again. They never. He's it's inco- inconsequential at the end of the day. They could have come. They could completely cut the Bill episode out of the show, and the show would not change. That's my problem with it. And that I think it would, but I don't. I you could steal a pickup from the side of the road, and Bill's character cut completely out. Find a gun at a grocery store. Like I, I understand the symbolism and stuff that you're talking about, but I don't think the show. Oops. Ah, beans. I don't think the show earned that. I don't. I really don't think they did. I do, but here's what I'm saying. Like, cut the Bill episode out. Cut him out. He doesn't exist. Why does Joel make the decision he makes? Same reason. Because of no, Tess. He, Tess never told him. Tess said, "Go get the thing. Like, go deliver the girl. Go get the thing that you're supposed to get." Tess's whole point was, "No, no, no." Listen, Tess's whole point, Tess's whole mission was the cure. So if because of Tess, then he would have made the opposite decision. If he cared more about Tess, that's not the same because he's completely lost that. I don't think it's the same. He failed to protect his daughter. He's got a second chance to protect his new daughter. He's going to do that above anything else. Bill doesn't f***ing matter. He doesn't care about Bill, dude. Bill's... Like, the symbolism is there, but it's, like, it's forced in there. Just like the Bill episode as a whole. Where we disagree is, if you follow that logic, writers of the game, because Bill serves the same purpose. He's a hinge. He's an opposite character as he is in the movie, but he's never mentioned again in the game. He's essentially supposed to be this side quest, but he's not just a side quest. He's a hinge. He's in the game... You encounter Bill and Joel's character. I don't want to become Bill. In the in the show, they changed it to, I'm the same as Bill, but I I don't want to face the same fate as him. So like they use the same character that's like non-essential, but is when you look at the whole. Overview. Yeah, I feel like my problem is that there's no music cues for that. Like if this were if this were Disney you know up style right you know there would be a music cue of like the token artifact <clears throat> that's the symbol of bill that he carries around with him all the time to remind himself joel to remind himself of bill and to and to be like bill right and there would be like a music cue to inform the audience of that symbolism that's present and that's just not in the show there's he doesn't carry the letter around lovingly he doesn't like open it up in the middle of the night and cry uh there's just that doesn't carry through you know so if it's if it's that massively important to who joel's character is why don't we get that why doesn't he have the letter on him all the time for the rest of the show uh and look at it or something probably just gets really grubby after a while he lost it it's in the truck it's between the seats no i think that's a bit of an insult and i think the side characters in general all contribute different pieces that the bill episode sets up oh the side characters are going to contribute different pieces of this ultimate decision at the end but i mean here's what i'm going to say that i think we can hopefully find middle ground i think it's been it's been uh, a breath of fresh air to see a show that we can discuss 
how in-depth the writing is or not um because it it's a well-written show script dialogue wise whether or not that plot is whether or not i'm reading into it too much i think the the fact that we can discuss it like this and i don't know i see that as a positive of i'm not fighting against you that i can your side i think it's more in depth than that but my point basically boils down just to simple story structure if i turned in a story to an editor and i had an entire chapter focus on a character who never comes back into the story they would tell me to cut that the tom bombadil and you could you can cut the entire bill episode and not affect the yeah they That's didn't my cut tom bombadil <laughs> well Tolkien could have cut Tom Bombadil. Tolkien could have cut a lot. I don't really think this is the same as Tom Bombadil, though. I've read stories like that, and I just, I don't know. I I don't think story structure is the same. And I think it, it appeals to a certain audience and maybe doesn't. So I, I think they did what the game did. That's my compliment to it. They made Bill for TV. You can't make the game bill the same as the game because the game bill is a game mechanic and then you get to the letter and the letter is important. But they wanted to keep Bill in the show because people love his character, but you can't keep him the same as he was in the game. He's essentially a way for you to do a Joel around. And so they had to figure out a way point in his side story in the show make it impact i think they did an excellent like when i'm looking at this show's merit looking at how did they translate stories of blast of into the tv medium and keep the heart of that story and that purpose. and i think you can't cut anything that they they cut the right things and they kept the things in that's where i stand that's fine I still disagree. Our protagonists are not in an entire episode of the show. I have a problem with that. Je Joel is like so barely in that, that it, he's not the main character for an entire episode. Yeah, it, I, have I think that's, that. I think that's probably fine, actually, you know, because I, I am definitely of the opinion that uh, like you have to do one of like three things with with the story at any given time otherwise it's a waste of time and that's establishing like continuing to establish your main characters uh moving the plot forward or you know expanding the world and as long as it's doing some of that then it's uh, then it's worth having around i suppose i would argue it does none of those things doesn't i would argue it expands the world i would also argue yeah, that it's arguing that with you no, that's not, I know he. I knew he would. Um, I it still loops argue. back to. Go ahead, Trev. There's this. Show, there's a show called Master of None uh, that got that kind of canceled because it's. What? I hate Aziz. I'm sorry. <laughs> him. I don't like him as a person. I, I don't like him, him as, as a, a comedian. I don't think he's funny. But sorry, get your I don't point either. for the show. Yeah, his show was really well written. I don't like him as a comedian. His comedy sucks. But his show. There's a episode in season two, one like an Emmy, I think it was very critically acclaimed, and it did the same thing. And I think I don't think it's a bad 
writing practice as long as everything blends. And you're arguing that it doesn't blend. I get that. I hear you. But like Master of None had a whole episode that was about the lives of people in New York. It kicks off with Aziz's character. And then Aziz's character interacts with the store. That character store kind of takes the narrative. And they interact with another character. Hops. Characters. And I did like The Last of Us did that. You start with Joel and Ellie. There's a clear place where their story connects with the past of Bill. And we go through Bill's story. And then there's a clear place where Bill's end connects with present of Joel. If we would have just done like the Mandal or like the Boba Fett and had... Like, literally, the book of Boba Fett just had a Mandalorian episode with no Boba Fett. <laughs> like, there was no Boba Fett at the beginning. Or Okay, we're going to interrupt this program with... Who's the best episode? ...episode of the Mandalorian. <laughs> that, I think, is bad. But, like, the way Last of Us and... Uh, Master of None did it. But I don't no, think... I don't know. I don't think The Last of Us is masterfully written. Like, it's... It's a good show, and that particular episode is Oscar-worthy, the Bill episode, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, like it's a it's a great show. But I I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like the best written show that I've seen. You know, like because basically I got into this feeling, and my wife watched the whole thing with me as well, and we were excited about it. Like there were a lot of times where it's like, oh, this is the flashback where we talk about these characters. Let's go grab uh, some more dinner and get seconds while that's going on. So I felt like the heart was was Joel and Ellie and how various communities are dealing with this post apocalypse. But like episode after episode was like this is the bill episode where these characters that are involved with uh you know joel and ellie do their thing okay the next episode like they end up in like cleveland or wherever and then there's gonna be you know how that community happened with a bunch of flashbacks then there's like um you know and it's like that several episodes in a row were like cool this is where the flashback is gonna happen between minutes five and twenty of this episode whereas like other other better written shows i think are a little more i don't know they're they're kind of they don't have that sense to them they don't have the sense of like they they sort of make you stay in the seat they don't make you get up and do something because not much is going to happen well that goes in those like 10 minutes it's not the whole episode but i completely agree with you colin and that that goes back to front story versus backstory and front story is Joel and Ellie moving west, looking for Joel's brother, trying to find the cure for the zombie apocalypse. That is the front story. That is the point of The Last of Us. That is the point of Ellie. And that's Joel's character arc. Like, will he choose Ellie or will he choose the world? And he chooses Ellie. But, like, every time we spend an entire episode in a flashback, our narrative in the front story is not moving forward. And that is an inherently flawed story structure to me. Yeah, I would good, I would compare good it to shows incorporate flashbacks effectively 
and they use those flashbacks to keep the narrative moving forward. Breaking Bad, excellent example. Yeah. Almost every episode has some variety of flashback, but the characters in the front story never stall out. Yeah, and the first season like of Lost is that way too. Right. And I Where like every episode is a character of that crew on the island basically you know flashback and it's like it's very obvious story structure that works really well yeah and I you feel know like of course it's a little predictable but i just feel like there's several Lost points like my the end of my point i just feel like there's several points in the last of us where the front story actually stops yeah moving forward and that is my only problem with it i don't like again bill episode best episode in the whole show but joel and ellie barely move forward in that story um also, like, there's other episodes that do the same thing. Like, Joel spends two episodes in a basement, injured, um, and just, like, they don't go anywhere. They have two flashback episodes, and that's sort of it, you know? And then, finally, all of a sudden, Joel's good enough to kill, like, 20 dudes and come save Ellie from a cannibal camp. Yeah. Uh, just I mean, at least in that he sort got of... a little penicillin. It's because he took so many episodes resting that he's, you know, <laughs> he's up to it. Rest days are important. He's ready to go. Travis, you want to say stuff? Well, yeah. The, what I want to say is I don't disagree with you. Like, I don't disagree that there is a lot of flashbacks that we do get away from the front story. Like, I know how writing structure works. I don't disagree with you. What I loved about the show is we live in a time where there's a bunch of adaptations and so many of them are piles of garbage that don't care about the source material i'm like wheel of time hurt me that's just that is my favorite it's terrible and here we got one that i think is as faithful as you can be and that's why we get so many flashbacks is because they're writing a game story where you encounter a lot of side characters, but they can't write it the same way. You can't go through this train style game story where it's like, oh, this character now comes in your life. Exposition, you just talked about in our last episode, exposition. You're giving it a lot of credit. Like, no, the I, best possible way they could have possibly adapted the video game. You, let me. Let me finish. I'm giving it credit because the only other way to tell those characters' backstories other than flashbacks is to dump exposition dialogue. Which is what games do, but games can get away with that because you're playing a game. You can't do it for TV. You have to do the it last in a different of us way. doesn't do that. Yeah, I, I yes, it does. does. The best video game. Not excessively. That's why it won awards, dude. The game mechanic—it's well written. You learn it through realistic dialogue, uh, for the most part. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff where it's like, oh, where, how do we get out of the city? We go through this tunnel, but that's like real. Uh, I think The Last of Us is pretty well written as a video game. Uh, it is as a video game, credit. but I think the, the story can't be translated the same to TV, and I don't like you can't play through a TV show. And I think that's what I give the show credit for is they did. I think the writing is not, again, I agree with you, Colin, not the best written show I've ever seen. Not even close, but it's a well-written show in that it translated a game into TV. The best I've seen it done in a long time. 
Like maybe it. I don't know that sure. what we said discredits that in any way. So yeah, especially since video game adaptations on a whole, it's like it's like trying to pick the An best avalanche of, of bad. black licorice. <laughs> It's mostly just entirely awful. Yeah, I mean, in terms of video game adaptations, this is about as good as it gets. What I think the discrediting I see is that I think a lot of the complaints about things they had to do to adapt it. I don't, yeah, I don't really agree. Um, I mean, they brought in a bunch of characters that aren't, like, in the game. Who? Uh, the character... The uh, African-American guy with his little brother. He's in the game. Yeah, he's in the game. That's true. Zing. Cannibals. Yeah, they're all in the game. They're they're pretty much all in the game. Yeah. Hmm. But they do... This thing. Yeah, they spend a lot of tangential time. That's all I'm saying. How many beers? Yeah, how, how many, many beers? Of those? It's how many beers? How many of those guys? How many beers do you rate The Last of Us? The TV episodes. Again, our system is so perfect and so just... You know, I'm not flawed at all. <laughs> like, yes, no, um, it works and it's logical. I don't, you know, in our perfectly logical system, I'm trying to think how I would. I think I would have to, you know, you have one drink at the beginning that you're. Oh, this is what I think I said in the last. Episode. Every time I'm, I'm, like devastated to tears. Both in the game and the show, I, I have to like <laughs> finish a whole beer. So I drink one until that point, and then I have another one. So that's like, I think, seven of the nine episodes, probably mm-hmm. six of the nine episodes. So I'm drinking uh, 12, 12 beers. Well, no, that, that math don't math. <laughs> Yeah, that math, that math ain't even mathin', man. No. Fifteen. Fifteen beers. Ain't math at all. Beers. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, nine plus six is fifteen. Thank you for... Uh, Isn't it ever. All of the games of cribbage I've played. All right. Cool. It's good. Clay, how many beers? I think... For the first couple, probably just sipping, you know? Probably maybe even one beer for like the first, what is the bill episode, third episode? I think it's the third. We may never know. That's what I seem to remember. Um, But anyway, sip until the bill episode, and then I'm crying. So I'm I'm like in my cups after that one. Um, And then, I mean, the show to me did decline pretty pretty harshly in, in quality. Uh, from the Bill episode, so I'm I'm drinking more and more as the as the show goes on. So I'm probably ending up in the same place as Travis with like a a good you know I'm drinking at least a twelve pack, maybe an eighteen or, um, but I'm starting mostly after the devastation on my emotions that was that Bill episode. Yeah, I was definitely like I was literally crying. So there we have it. Gone. Oh my god. Truth bombs. I did. I cried. You gasped. Uh Well, you have to make a clicker, which is two ounces of smoky whiskey, half an ounce of maple mushroom simple syrup, and two dashes of Angostura bitters. I'm in. Um, that's when you see a zombie. 
and there are entire episodes that you're not going to get that so Jake. for those ones you just uh you just hit up some cold 45 or something <laughs> choose eggs eggs uh, i want those too which is so the drinking game that i saw was every time someone says infected mm. <laughs> uh, i feel like it'd be kind of good every time they do a test you know Mm. Shotgun half your beer every time they test for uh they Wait, check. How do you shotgun infected? <laughs> well you, you pour two glasses. Then you're not shotgun. What? That's not So you need to do the key and the key or tab full tab. Well yeah, shotgun's all about you're sucking down the whole can with yeah. compression. I mean, is it literally that? I mean at this point that's, it's metaphoric. That's just what shotgun You shotgun a Coca-Cola. Why would a shotgun a Coca-Cola though? <laughs> I don't know what you're pointing to. Either anymore. way, you're you're saying how many beers? Yeah, eleven. <laughs> okay, but at least for the whole season, eleven spread out through the whole season. Okay. Listen, I wanna I wanna say I think we we did better. I think this this is a re-record for our audience, mm-hmm. and last time we had pretty much the exact same thought or aggressive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this one was a lot more uh, open, a lot more accepting. Yeah. Um, the hate boners have pro- just. <laughs> it's because Pedro is there. It's, yeah, it, it is because Pedro. Pedro. He has a very calming <laughs> presence. Yeah. That's true. He's, it, yeah, the whole. Yeah. Snaps for Pedro. Yeah. Snaps for Pedro. Thanks, Pedro. Oh, thank you. Our whole team back here is just standing ovation I'm for like, us I know. for this episode. <laughs> We have really good microphones. That's why you can't hear them. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Jeremy. Well. Oh, I, oh yeah. I didn't do anything. Um, so I don't know. I I think what I will do is uh, I will be at the ready with a shot for any point when I feel like I'm going to cry. Although I have notoriously. Uh, I want to. I've cried one time at a movie, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah. So speed stoic. Racer. It was not Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. How many times have I? Did I feel like I was gonna? This episode one, daughter. Tess, Bills. You were connect. You felt the, like connected to the Tess character in the show. I think it's just because I, I really liked so like I didn't cry at that one but I was like I could mm. Bill's mm. Uh, the kid who that one hit see uh, that one didn't get me either I didn't care about that kid oh I care wow heartless sorry bro so yeah we I guess yeah. so I guess my answer is Probably zero. I don't know how that works out. Zero beers. <laughs> Maybe I'll just slam a few want... here or there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have something to say. One shot ready at all times, and uh, you know when the credits roll. A shot. If you make it through that Bill episode about shedding a tear, then you literally don't have soul. Sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> sure. Or. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's true. Bad person. That's a fermented fact. Fermented fact. All right. <laughs> fermented. You don't have a soul. You don't have a soul. You've you heard it here first. I'm, you know, I've never done the sign out. Can I try? Go for it, pal. Buddy. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, thank, thank you, Fermented folks, for tuning in. Thank you, Cascade Riders. We are the official Cascade Riders podcast. Thank you, Cascade Riders, for sponsoring us. Uh, thank you to Special Bruce for all your provided beer for the folks in Washington. Unfortunately, don't get to drink your Bruce because I am in Montana. What a mistake. But, um, That's what you get for being less special. <laughs> thank you, Pedro. We Thanks, wish you Pedro. a good night. Good night, Pedro. Uh, did I miss one? Beautiful. That's it. Yeah, you got Bye, it. everybody. Love you, Pedro. Bye. Pedro, we love you.